Hello and welcome to A Very Full Plate, the podcast where we're all about real food talk with real parents. Your hosts for today are Amy, a natural foods chef and mom of two, and Emily, a professional home organizer and mom of three. Take it away, ladies. Hi, friends. Thanks for joining us. I'm your co-host, Amy. I turn parents into kitchen ninjas to help them feed their families healthy food more often. I'm all about balance, real life, and having fun in the kitchen. You can find me at cookingwithafullplate.com and my Facebook page of the same name. Hey, guys. This is Emily. I'm a professional organizer who helps my clients simplify their lives so that they can experience harmony in their homes again. You can follow me on Facebook or Instagram or visit hallharmonyhomes.com. Come along with us while we celebrate our small victories and laugh at our challenges. And thank you so much for listening. Hey there, it's Amy. And on this week of the A Very Full Plate podcast, I am so excited to welcome Brie Pruitt of Hippy Dippy Mom to talk to us about detoxifying your house. We talked about all kinds of things related to making sure you're using clean, green cleaning products, to um, what kinds of feminine hygiene products you can use to reduce the toxic load of things that are in your life. And I have Emily here because we're just going to chit chat a little bit as part of this intro. So, hey, Emily. Hey, Amy. I am so excited about the interview as well. Bree sounds like an awesome person. And I love that we talked a bit, a little bit about feminine hygiene products because I have a passion for that. Definitely. If you're listening and you're like, I don't want to hear about that, it comes at the very end of the episode. So don't miss the rest of it just because you don't want to hear about feminine hygiene products. But I thought that was kind of a cool perspective on non-food things because since we t- we've been talking a lot about food and the food choices that you make, but like what are some of the other choices we make in our lives, especially as parents that are bringing chemicals and having impacts on us that we might not think about quite as often. Absolutely. So tell me what your biggest takeaway was with this interview with Brie. My takeaway was I thought I was doing pretty well. And the interview showed me two things. One, that I'm not doing as well as I thought. And two, that I don't need to lose my mind over that. And I hope that that's, if other parents take the same thing away, that they will also have the same conclusion, which is like, you don't need to go crazy and do everything right away, but maybe there's some information that you can take here and make better choices in the long run with. Sure. So give me an example of something that you think you might change for yourself. So after talking to Brie, I went into our cleaning area and used her guide for like the one thing you should pay attention to when choosing a cleaning product. And I definitely have some changes to make in that department. So that's the first thing I'm going to do. I'm so excited to share this interview with Brie today and just know that there are more details around specific chemicals to look for and things that you might want to keep an eye on in Emily's conversation with Stephanie Cahill that will come out next week as episode 34. So hang tight. If you want to know more, more is coming. Without further ado, here is Brie Pruitt from Hippie Dippy Mom. Brian, why don't we just start off by you telling us a little bit about who you are and what your life looks like. And then we'll start digging into some of the more technical aspects of toxins in your life, especially for us busy parents. Sure. Um, so I'm, I go by Brie. It's easier, I think. Perfect. Um, yeah. <laughs> I um, am a wife. I'm a mom. I have a seven-year-old little girl. 
who, um, you know, of course I live to death and she's definitely one of my major motivators for healthy living. Um, I've been a registered nurse since 2009 and then I became a certified health coach in 2016. Um, and when you, when we graduate the health coaching program, it's kind of overwhelming because you can literally do like thousands of different things. Um, so narrowing it down was, it took me a while. Um, and then I heard some other expert talking about toxins in our home and I thought, oh my gosh, that is it because I really feel like that was such a huge problem for me, um, and contributed to like all of the health issues that I used to experience. Um, so I used to struggle with things like brain fog and fatigue, depression, anxiety, um, headaches of every kind, like tension headaches, cluster headaches, migraine headaches. Um, yeah. Um, oh, I had fertility issues that took us like a year and a half to get pregnant with my daughter. And I really truly believe that, you know, had my body not been overburdened with toxins, I wouldn't have had any of those issues. So, um, you know, I still occasionally get migraines, but now I know what my triggers are. Um, as parents, you know, sometimes we're just not going to get a good night of sleep. When Definitely. That's, yeah. <laughs> and that's one of my triggers. Um, but I mean, everything else has gone away. Um, so I left nursing so that I could really truly help people be healthy. <laughs> um, you know, I like to try to help people stay out of the hospital now. Mm. Um, so that's really just a little bit about me and about my journey. Um, I think that my day-to-day life is pretty normal. Um, you know, I'm just more conscientious and aware of every single choice that I make for myself and, um, and for my family. But, well, I guess it differs a little bit in that I do feel like I have more energy than mm. a lot more people. And, you know, yeah. not, a lot of people suffer from brain fog and that's not an issue for me anymore. So I guess that's, you know, where the difference is. Awesome. So I yeah. want to dig into so many of the details there, <laughs> but I'm curious what sent you so you went to the institute of integrated nutrition right yeah Mm -hmm. cool i looked at that program when i was deciding where to go and then ended up in a natural food chef program but i really resonated with what you said around like you can take that knowledge and really apply it in so many different ways Mm -hmm. and i'm curious so you're a nurse a practicing nurse it sounds like and you decide to go to in this integrative nutrition program what sent you in that direction in the first place I think healing my own health issues. Um, my whole family, my whole life was very immersed in Western lifestyle from the Western food choices to Western medicine. Um, you know, I was taught whenever you don't feel well in any way, shape or form, you go right to the doctor and you do everything that they say. Mm. Um, and there just came a point where I got tired of not getting help and not getting answers. And I always wanted to know especially with migraines, because they're very debilitating. I wanted to know why do I get them and how can I never, ever have one again? And those are questions I couldn't get answered. Um, And then at the same time, my husband, we were in our late 20s at the time, he was put on medication for cholesterol. 
Mm. and was told it's just genetic. There's nothing you can do about it. You have to take these pills for the rest of your life. And, you know, in our late twenties, we're like, that's not okay. Yeah. (laughs) So we really just started doing our own research and making changes over the years. Um, and so he's no longer on that medication. And I, that's what really drove me to go to, um, IIN was seeing how it's possible to heal yourself. It's possible to really be healthy um, just by making better choices. Okay. There's so much in there that I want to dig into. <laughs> and I just want to pause and say, I totally resonate with what you're saying because that's actually what sent me on the journey of exploring this whole natural food chef thing was for me, I was having like brain frog. I was having my brain frog. I, <laughs> speaking of not getting good um, but for me, it mostly manifested itself as like really intense stomach problems. So I was in pain every day after work. I like mm-hmm. couldn't get out of bed because I was mm-hmm. in so much pain. And I went down my own journey of healing that then made me think, oh, there's a lot more to this than I realized. And I'd love to know what that is. And mm-hmm. then figuring out ways to apply it on a broader basis. My audience is parents, right? Because I think we have like a really interesting challenge with being so busy and also mm-hmm. taking care of other small lives. Like how do we also take care of ourselves? Mm-hmm. But just an acknowledgement that yes, to all of that, I think that's such a cool story of how you took your own struggles and found ways to help other people through it. Mm-hmm. But I know folks listening will be wondering like, okay, I'm having X problem, right? We all have something right, yeah. Mine right mm-hmm. now. It's like, oh, I never feel awake. I feel so tired. What did it look like? So you stepped away and you said, all right, a doctor's just going to give me another prescription or another thing and not look for the root cause. If you don't mind sharing a little bit, like what did it look like navigating that for yourself? And then maybe we can use that to start talking about how do you help other people navigate that Mm -hmm. now once we hear that part of the story? Yeah, for me, I kind of feel like, you know, I feel like when you're in your struggle, when you're in your issue, whatever it is, you don't really realize it's getting better until like down the road. So, you know, like months later, I was like, oh, wait. Like, I haven't had a headache in a couple of months. What's happening? What have I been doing, you know? So then it's kind of just backtracking and really paying attention to what you've been doing. Um, when I started to have days where, um, you know, it would be bedtime and I would think, oh, my gosh, I did not hit that 3 o'clock slump. I didn't feel like I needed another cup of coffee or more sugar to wake me up. You know, it was just kind of like the hindsight thing, Um so one thing that I, I wasn't doing, and I kind of wish I was because I feel like I would have connected the dots faster, um, but it is one thing that I highly encourage my clients to do, and that's to journal. Mm. Um, so journal what you're eating, journal how you're feeling physically and emotionally, um, journal your sleep and your activity level, because as you are consistent with that over time, you'll connect the dots so much faster on like what's working for you and what isn't. Yeah. I wished I had done the same thing before undertaking all of my changes because I think it actually would have been really obvious to me at the time I was a big diet Coke drinker Uh and I would have probably realized that like that wasn't serving me. 
Yep. Um, and stepping that back may have made a big difference before I was like, gotta blow this all up and you know, <laughs> not eat any of these things. And yeah. like, all of that, all of that served me ultimately, yeah. but, um, sometimes there are like really low hanging fruit. So what yeah. were some of the changes that you started undertaking that you eventually realized were making a big difference in your own health? So my first aha moment, um, my husband had actually recommended that we try going gluten-free and being a nurse, I was like, that's dumb. We don't have celiac disease, which is, you know, those are the only people that have to avoid gluten. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm not going to do that, but then he convinced me to try it for just three days. So I did. And, um, you know, I didn't notice anything. So then after like the fourth day I ate, I don't know, bread or pasta or something. And within 20 minutes I was feeling bloated and gassy and started getting a headache. Mm. And again, kind of the hindsight thing, I realized that for those three gluten-free days, I hadn't been bloated or gassy, um, and had had a little bit more energy. So that was like a big aha light bulb moment for me, like, Maybe there is something to this yeah. you know, gluten-free Your thing. husband is really smart, by the way, because <laughs> I think so many of us are like, I don't want to never eat gluten again, so I'm not going to even try. And substitute gluten with whatever thing it is that you yeah. think might be a trigger for you or whatever yep. common thing there is. Gluten's a, a pretty common one these days. Yeah. But it's like, instead of telling ourselves, I'm never going to eat that again, I think that there's something really powerful there about saying, I'm going to try this Mm -hmm. for a couple of days and see what it feels like. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately all that matters is how it makes you individually feel, right? Like read all the studies and do all the things. But if it makes you feel better not Mm -hmm. eating it, then that's something that serves you, right? And if it doesn't, then there's one less thing you get to worry about later. (laughs) Okay. So gluten was the thing for you. What other sorts of things did you find out on that journey? Um, I mean, basically I was just overloaded with toxins. I was consuming way too much sugar, which is something that I talk about a lot. Um, because I, I do consider sugar to be a toxin. Um, so, I mean, I switched out my cleaning products. I switched out everything from my nail polish to, I mean, just everything I use on my skin laundry detergent, um, feminine care products. Like I just over time have switched a lot of things out as I've learned about, yeah, about new things and the toxins in them. Okay, um, wait, I have so many questions. I'm okay. sorry to keep stopping you. <laughs> no, but I just like, it's this, perfect. Is, this is cool. Um, so, okay. Define for me what a toxin even is. Cause as I'm, as you're talking about all these things, I'm like, okay, I get the cleaning product thing, yeah. but what in your mind, like, how do you define a toxin and how might we think about that in the context of our daily lives? Yeah, sure. So, um, really a toxin is something that's often a chemical. It's usually man-made, um, and it's something that our body can't process. Mm. Um, they build up in our bodies. They're very harmful. And then they, toxins are actually like the number one contributor to, everything from brain fog to cancer and everything in between. Mm. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of people think of toxins as like air pollution and, um, you know, all the trash in our oceans and things like that. And those are sure. definitely toxins and um, something to worry about. But what I like to focus on are things that 
that we have a hundred percent control over, which are, you know, the things in our homes and the things that we eat and the things that we put on our skin. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that's what we have a hundred percent control over. Our home is usually where we spend a good amount of our time. Um, so it's just a really good place to focus. <laughs> yeah. And I love what you're saying because all of us here are busy parents who I know there's often this like la 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 kind of attitude of like, I, I can't take on another thing. Yeah. So I love the idea that it doesn't have to be as big of a focus as saying like, I will worry about our, you know, <laughs> the water supply of the whole entire planet. Yeah. Right. And instead focusing really finely on, like you said, the things that we can control and yeah we talk a lot about that on this podcast around food too, right? Like how can you control the things you can most easily control, which is like in your house at family meals, those kinds of things Mm -hmm. so that it's less impactful when your kids go to a birthday party and eat 12 pieces of cake or whatever (laughs) it is that they eat. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So you mentioned some of the places that toxins most commonly show up. And I heard you say things like um, body care, cleaning products, some somewhat our food. So what what am I missing in that list that are things that we can start wrapping our head around thinking about? Yeah. So one thing I do like to share it is that it's never ever my intention to overwhelm or scare people. Yes. <laughs> but I do feel like it is kind of the nature of this topic because truthfully every item in our home has the potential to contain harmful toxins. Mm. Um, And, you know, I really believe that there's no way to be a hundred percent toxin free. So it is about like low tox living, um, you know, cause even our clothes can be toxic. Our furniture can be toxic. The paint on our walls can be toxic and harmful. Um, So, you know, there's cookware, there's, there's really easy inexpensive switches that can be made that are not overwhelming that don't take any more time. Cause you know, as you've yeah. said, we're all busy parents. And I feel like that that's a concern. Like moms start to get overwhelmed with all this and they think it's going to take hours every day to, you know, switch their lifestyle. Um, and it totally could, but you can also just make like one switch at a time. Um, one thing I like to share with people is you're taking the time anyways. You're already going to the grocery store. You're already hopefully cooking some meals at home. Yeah. You're already buying lotion and putting the lotion on. It's really just using a different type of lotion. Mm. Um, it's learning how to read labels. And yeah, it's a little more time consuming in the beginning to read labels, but then you start to learn products that are healthier and cleaner so that, you know, the next time you need lotion, you already know what to buy. It doesn't take any more time. Um, and I just really think that the benefits are so well worth it, especially with little ones in the home. Yeah. I know those of you who are listening will really resonate with this because we talk so much about it with food, which is, it can be hard at first to say, I'm going to buy, um, you know, cleaner proteins. But once you get the hang of it, it's just what you do, Mm -hmm. right? And it requires some moving around perhaps of budget or going to different stores and those kinds of things at first. And then once you're doing it, it's like anything. It's just your habit. Yep. 
And so I'd love to dig in a little bit about what some of those easy switches are and why you recommend folks make them as kind of like a starting point to detoxifying your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of, you know, an easy switch I think is skincare. Cause like I said, you know, we're already using lotion. A lot of moms are already wearing makeup. So it's really just choosing a cleaner product. And while there are dozens and dozens of, um, you know, ingredients in these products that I could just list and overwhelm you with. <laughs> the one thing that I really, the one ingredient I really like to um, kind of pinpoint, and I feel like it wipes out a lot of toxic products, mm. um, but it makes it easy because it's just one word that you have to look for on the ingredients, and that's okay. fragrance. Fragrance. Okay. Fragrance. I, I love that because it's like sometimes. <laughs> I have this practice of like, if I want to find a healthiest restaurant to eat out at, I always look for a vegan or a gluten-free one in Yelp. Yeah. Not because I want a vegan or gluten-free restaurant necessarily. <laughs> My family is neither, but I feel yeah. like it kind of like hones the search. Mm-hmm. Like if they're known for those things, then they have like lots of vegetables yeah. or, you know, <laughs> better protein choices or those kinds of things. So to me, I'm like working through in my head, like this is that thing, right? Where you're not worrying about everything, but if yep. you pinpoint this, then everything becomes a little bit cleaner about it. Yeah. Maybe not perfect, but yeah. cleaner. Okay. So totally. talk to me about fragrance. Like, cause that yeah. is not what I was expecting you to say. I was <laughs> taking notes and I'm like, I'm going to type this really long word that Brie is about to tell me. No nope. <laughs> fragrance. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah. You know, fragrance is easy. We can all pronounce it. Um, and even on, it's even on natural and holistic products. Mm. So, um, you know, kind of to go off on a little tangent here, there's a lot of products that greenwash. Mm -hmm. So they know that there are people like us who are becoming more aware of toxins that are harming our health and we're reading labels and such. So they will start to use words like, oh, we're an all natural product. Um, There's very minimal regulation on labeling of anything. So, you know, they can have like a couple flower petals in with a bunch of man-made chemicals <clears throat> and they can call it natural because those flower petals are in there. You know, that's just a weird example, but they can also have fragrance in there and fragrance is chemicals all the time, no matter what anybody tells you. Okay. Um, it's either hundreds of chemicals or thousands, like to thousands of chemicals. And we don't thousands know. Thousands of chemicals in one fragrance yes. or like in one um, ingredient listing. Yep. Okay. Yes. So that's what's scary about the labeling too, is that they don't have to tell us everything that's in there. Um, so even let's say you find a natural and holistic product, um, you know, and, and you flip the product over and you're reading the ingredients and you see fragrance on there. I've had people tell me, Oh, well, it comes from plants or it comes Mm -hmm. from essential oils. And what that means is, you know, it might have started out as plant or essential oils. They've either mixed it with chemicals to make it like shelf stable yeah, to make sure that each product smells exactly the same, or they turned those natural things into chemicals through processing them. Okay. So no matter what, when you see fragrance, it's toxic. Um, so that wipes out many, 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 many harmful 
choices. I mean, not just skincare. It's in cleaning products. Yeah. I was thinking about my cleaning products. Yeah. So, okay. So I'm sorry. I have more questions about this, which is that, um, (laughs) so I turned it over and it says fragrance. And when Mm -hmm. you say, if I avoid that, I'm getting rid of like potentially thousands of chemicals. Is that just in the fragrance or is that if it's a brand that doesn't use fragrance, then it also tells me that they are probably making other good choices when it comes to the product. Is that a fair leap? Yeah, I totally think so. So, you know, if a company is legitimately using essential oils as the fragrance Mm -hmm. in whatever, it'll actually list each essential oil. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, like you said, with the vegan and gluten-free restaurants, if they're using real natural essential oils as fragrance, then they're most likely avoiding, you know, all the other, right. Making other good choices for us. Right. I love that so much. So I'm, I'm trying to think about all of my products. (laughs) I'm like, Oh goodness. It's in everything. I mean, it could be in your makeup, um, laundry detergent. um, Yeah. All, you know, I'm sure it is. And and, you know, I buy like admittedly, I'm one of those people who when it comes to food, I feel like I've spent a lot of time and energy getting educated there. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to skincare and cleaning products in particular, those are the two that stand out in my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely one of those people who's just like, oh, well, it's sold at Whole Foods or, <laughs> you know, it's like says it's more natural. That's mm-hmm. cool. Even though I know in reverse in the food, that's not necessarily yeah. true. It's like I don't have that education. So this one tool is going to be super helpful to me as I make yeah. purchasing decisions for our family. So one, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and sure. two, um, I think people hearing this might think, okay, so nothing I use can have a scent. Like my mom loves Johnson and Johnson baby shampoo because she loves the way it smells. And I basically okay. forbid her from using it on my children Cause I was like, I don't know why it's bad, but it just seems bad, mom. <laughs> I was like, so we buy like the honest company one and I don't mm-hmm. know whether it says fragrance or not. Um, but there is this thing about like when I clean my kids or when I clean my house, having a scent makes mm-hmm. it feel cleaner. So yeah. what's the way around that? So I buy these fragrance free products. How do I get that same like this is clean. Yeah. (laughs) You can totally have scent. Um, you know, there are products out there that smell awesome, but they do use natural smells Mm. to make it smell awesome. So, um, you know, I also like to buy, I'm a big user and believer in essential oils. Um, so I like to buy non-toxic, shampoos and conditioners, for example, that are unscented. And Do you have favorite brands? Of, um, of I have favorite brands of everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe shampoo and conditioner since we're talking about that. Yeah. I know people are going to be like, just tell me what to buy. Yeah. Well, in you know, so on my website too, I have a resources page because I do Perfect. like to make things as easy as possible for other people. Um, I'm going to link to that in the show okay. notes. So this will be at averyfullplate.com slash 33 since we're recording episode 33 right now. And I will link to Bree's resources page so that people don't feel like they have to furiously be taking notes. Yeah, yeah. So you buy the fragrance-free shampoo and conditioner, and then what? Um, I I mean, I add, well, most of the time I honestly just use it Mm. fragrance-free. But if I want a scent, I will put my own essential oils into it. 
Um, cool. There are, there, there are lots and lots more products coming available that are really non-toxic. Um, I think that it is gaining popularity. Like more and more people are becoming aware of all these things and all the products and the impact that they're having on our health. So, I mean, just since we started eliminating toxins, there are so many more options out there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love that. Awesome. I mean, yeah. that's, that's how I felt with, um, with going gluten-free, right? Like yeah, I went yeah. gluten-free in like 2007 initially. I'm no longer gluten-free, but when I first went and I was mm-hmm. going through this journey in 2007, eating gluten-free in 2007 was very, very different than eating yeah. gluten-free today. It was like <laughs> brown rice pasta you could maybe find sometimes mm-hmm. at the store and that and there was one choice. Like yeah. <laughs> if you had a choice at all, there was one. Yeah. But I was like, yeah. you know, learning to cook millet and sorghum and amaranth, like all from yeah. scratch as the, as the grain. And now you can like get gluten-free crackers Everything. at Costco. I bought them at Costco yeah. yesterday. Uh, those <laughs> are amazing. Like, Same with us though, just in, a, in eating organic produce. Um, I mean, for us, that changed probably... I don't know, it was maybe just like six, seven years ago, which is not that long ago, but it was like going on a mission hunt (laughs) for organic produce, you know, now it's everywhere, which is awesome. So that also shows, um, you know, the power of voting with our dollar is what I like to call it. So every time you don't buy those yucky, harmful products. You're telling that company, no, I don't want that. You know, no, thank you. And then, you know, the other companies that you are giving your money to, you're telling them like, yes, please make more of that. Um, this so has been a theme a lately huge, on the podcast yeah, that Emily and I huge were talking impact. about too with mm-hmm. food purchases, but you're right. Is like the more we tell them. So one mm-hmm. of the interesting things that I want to circle back to, because I've always been really curious about this, is you talked about sometimes they don't even list everything that's in a product. And that was something that was really eye-opening to me. I worked at Whole Foods at the time that they started putting like the green, yellow, red ratings on their cleaning products, among mm-hmm. other things, and then taking out anything that was in that red rating. And one of the biggest factors in deciding how something was rated was whether they had full transparency in what was in their cleaning products. And I remember thinking like, I'm a food person, right? So I was like, what do you mean they're not telling me what's in my cleaning product? (laughs) Like you would never do that in food because it's a huge liability with allergies and it's just required, right? Mm -hmm. So what are the regulations around cleaning products and how do we know if everything's being listed or not? It's not being listed and okay. they're really, no, it's not. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, okay. I mean, there really aren't regulations. Um, yeah, there really aren't regulations for, you know, like I gave the example of a company can say their product is natural. Um, I think the regulation on that is that 10% of whatever's in that product has to be from a natural source mm. in order for them to call it natural. Okay. Um, when something has organic on the label, um, you know, not everything in it has to be organic, just a certain right. percentage of it has to be organic and they can call the whole thing organic. 
And interestingly, I remember in that time at Whole Foods, so this was probably like five years ago now as they were making the transition, they were also kicking out brands that had organic in their name, especially with skincare. Mm -hmm. Like their name was organic, but they actually didn't contain any organic (laughs) products. So I think it's a little less common now because of that same like voting with your dollars thing. Mm -hmm. But I just remember being like, what? what in the world? Like, this is the wild, wild, wild. <laughs> they just say yeah. whatever they want and then we buy yep. it because it's like, what's on the front of the label, right? Yes. So what um, I always like to share too is what's on the front of the label is pure marketing. Yes. Yes. And Thank they you for love, saying that. Yeah. They <laughs> love to use the buzzwords. So even when you look on a bottle of water, <laughs> it says gluten-free on it. <laughs> I know. It's so silly. Your so peanut butter just, is like, also gluten-free in most cases, right? Like, Okay. Yeah, I know. Thanks for make, making that clear. Yeah, um, I, I I have a whole. I will link to it in the show notes because I have a whole post on the four steps to reading labels. And my number one rule in label reading, specifically for food, but it sounds like it applies for a broader basis on um, you know skincare and cleaning products too. Is mm-hmm. the front of the label is a billboard? So yes. they're going to take the things that they think resonate most with you. Um, 10 grams whole grains, gluten-free, non-GMO, all of these things, and highlight them there. And But the back, especially on food, because it's a regulated product, that's where we get the real details around, like, what is in here in what kinds of quantities. And Mm -hmm. I always tell folks, just while we're on this subject, they do tricky things even there where, like, the ingredients have to be listed by weight. So it's, like, how much by weight as each of these things show up in here. Mm -hmm. And because in like cereal, they don't want sugar to show up first. They will put like oat flour, let's say, I don't know what cereal this is. I'm just making it up in my head. (laughs) And then they'll have sugar, brown rice syrup, Mm -hmm. um, you know, cane syrup, other names for it that they Mm -hmm. use in smaller quantities so that it's not like the first or second ingredient. Now it's the, fourth and the sixth and the tenth ingredient and somehow like I never get to the tenth ingredient while kids are like climbing on me while I grow right. up right and so it it does require us to be like savvy shoppers and mm-hmm. like we were saying at the beginning it can take a little bit more time at first but once you know like now I have the cereal I buy that I know and trust and mm-hmm. and then you move on with your life right and you feel yeah. good about your choices so I, I'm grateful for your help in getting there with my cleaning products and <laughs> products because those are like the two big places that I yeah. know I don't really know enough. So I forget where we started. We were talking about fragrance-free and that you could add essential oils and mm-hmm. that we need to like read the back of the labels, but even then everything isn't listed. Um, so, so now what? So I know to look for fragrance and I go buy products that don't have any fragrance in them. What is my next thing to start? So I, I've checked that off my list. What's the mm-hmm. next thing I can start focusing on that's going to have the biggest impact on reducing the toxins in my family's life? You know, it's really, it's honestly different for everybody. Mm. Um, you know, everybody's journey is different. So like, you know, you know mm. what is having a big impact, you know what, or you know what is easiest for you. Sometimes it's just that, you know, if switching out, to me, switching out everything I was eating was very overwhelming for me. So that's mm. why I started with the cleaning products and my nail polish, 
Um, you know, lately I've been focusing on plastic because okay. I know how harmful plastic is, but it is everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> it is everywhere, and it's it can be overwhelming. So I will pick like one to two plastic things that I have in my home um, mm-hmm. to replace those. And these are specifically food storage things. So you're most concerned about things that touch your food or just plastic no, in general? Plastic in general. Um, so one thing I did recently was, you know, we had the uh, hand soap pumpers. Yeah. Um, so I went in there in plastic. So I wanted to get rid of those. So I bought glass. Well, I had the glass mason jars mm-hmm. already at home. Yeah. I bought the foaming pumpers on yeah. Amazon and I made my own foaming um, hand soap. Cool. So it's non-toxic. It doesn't have any fragrance um, and it's in glass. So there isn't any chemicals from the plastic leaching into the inside stuff. Okay. My mind is being blown because I never <laughs> thought about my plastic soap dispensers that those yeah. alone are like leaching things. What? is it that is so bad in plastic? (laughs) What are some of the reasons that we should be changing our plastic stuff out? Because I know, I think people know this related to food, but it's everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, it's everywhere. Um, Again, this is something that can be very overwhelming and kind of the same thing with skincare. There's several, you know, we're all aware of like BPA, um, but there are so many other chemicals in plastics that are harmful to our health. So I'll start with BPA. Okay. We, you know, that's, that's become another buzzword, like yeah. the gluten-free and organic. So everything, even glass is labeled as BPA free now. Um, but what they've done, if you're buying plastic is that they're replacing BPA with another BP chemical. Mm. So there is literally BPA through like BPZ and they're all (laughs) harmful. They're all toxic. Um, Two of the top ones that they're using to replace BPA is BPF as in Frank and BPS as in Sam. And, you know, they don't study this stuff and the effect that it has on our health before they start letting us use it. Um, but there are a couple studies out there already on BPS and BPF, and they're actually showing to be like 200 times worse than BPA. Wow. So that is in our BPA-free plastic wow. stuff. Um, they also use parabens and phthalates in plastics. Um, I can't remember which is which, but one of them makes like the more sturdy, um, like hard plastic, and mm-hmm. the other one makes the more like bendy plastic. So, you know, even our shower curtains, for example, are like the really bendy plastic. Um, so when we have the hot water hitting it, Mm. I want to say it's phthalates in the bendy plastic, but when the hot water is hitting it, that's releasing those chemicals into the air that we're then breathing in as well. So it's not just about what it's touching. Yeah. Um, I mean, really, if you start to look around your home and what, where plastic is, it's really everywhere. Um, it is. So where did you start with taking out plastic? Because I know mm-hmm. I feel a little bit overwhelmed by this. So yeah. I'm sure like lots of other people do. So first and foremost, is it like any food touching thing? Is yeah. that the obvious place to start? Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely the first place for me. So I got all glass um, food storage containers and 
um, Pyrex actually makes the food storage container where the glass or the lid is even glass as well. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, our, our water bottles, like the ones that we can, you know, refill at home. Um, I got stainless steel or glass even for my daughter. Um, our like sandwich baggies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we don't use like the Ziploc or any of those kinds of brands. We use usually um, reusable. Um, but do you like, use the cloth ones or is silicone okay? Because I've been seeing those pop up a bunch. Too. Yeah. Um, I think some silicone does have plastic in it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we use cloth or you can even get um, it's like a wrap but it's made out of beeswax. Oh yeah. I've seen those. I'll link to them in the show notes. So folks can find that if they're interested. I actually recently bought, um, lunch skins makes Mm -hmm. a paper recyclable bag that is not reusable. So I, you know, not ideal from that perspective, but I know busy parents are sometimes like, I am not going to wash anything. The cloth ones for me are really hard (laughs) because I like forget to throw them in the wash with things. I just don't have Mm -hmm. a system worked out. So the paper ones from Lunchkins are so cool. I don't know that they're hundred percent clean, but I feel way better about them both from our health mm-hmm. perspective, but from an environmental perspective mm-hmm. too, like these can be composted and recycled and they have this cool little, um, they even have this like little sticker that you can peel off the oh, cool. cover from and you can seal it. And I put it in oh. my Instagram stories, but I'll share it on the Facebook page for the podcast too. So yeah. folks can see them, but it was an easy change for me, mm-hmm. especially when I'm packing things in my kids' lunches. And it took no work except buying yep. them when I saw them at the store. And so yeah. I love changes like that. Same with the glass storage containers. I feel like people are sometimes overwhelmed. Like, I always think, okay, which glass storage containers get the food that gets heated up in them? And start there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, first start with anything you're going to heat in its container, storing glass. Then... Mm-hmm you can move on to like anything that gets stored at all gets stored in glass Mm -hmm. and I'm going to get rid of my plastic altogether. And then, you know, you can like work on all of these pieces and it really doesn't have to be all or nothing. I think starting with the low hanging fruit, like what is, what is happening most often Mm -hmm. that is really just an easy one-time change. And then that's what you do, right? Like that's what our family does now. Yeah. You mentioned earlier cookware. Yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm okay. super curious to talk about cookware because I think <laughs> yeah. I have this I have this conversation with my family a lot, uh, mm-hmm. like my extended family, and I don't have the right words to describe why <laughs> I'm so worried about Teflon coated nonstick cookware. But what do you look for in cookware? I guess before I impose my own thoughts on it. Um. So I, you know, was using the nonstick like green. Um, pans for a long time. Um, I, you know, I, I have spent years and years and years doing research. I've taken courses on these types of things. And so one thing I learned is that anything that is nonstick is toxic, no Mm. matter if it's green, no matter if they say it doesn't contain the PFOAs and those kinds of things. Um, it's toxic because, you know, whatever they're using to coat everything. And it's not only toxic when they start to get like the chips in the coating. Um, mm-hmm. They're just toxic. So yeah. we use cast iron. Okay. That yeah. said, I will say for anyone who's like, 
I know. What am I going to do? First of all, you are where you are. Yeah. No need to like worry about what has happened. But yeah. if you have a chipping nonstick pan, throw that away immediately, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I think there's, we don't know exactly is the answer with any yeah. of this stuff, right? There are so many variables. But if you have chemicals chipping into your food from the pan that you are using, it is not expensive yes. to buy a new pan. Please get rid of that now. Yeah. Like, this is, this yeah. is the main conversation I'm usually having, which is like this yeah. pan is unsalvageable. You need to get rid of it for everybody's yep. sake. So that's a place to start. And then it sounds like cast iron is your preference. I have a lot of stainless mm-hmm. steel, so it's not nonstick coated. It's just like pure yeah. um, metal. Is that relatively clean or? That's relatively clean. Um I mean, I think stainless steel is is definitely a better option than the nonstick stuff. Mm. Um, and I think that that is easier to cook certain things in than totally. cast iron. <laughs> totally. So I so. have one cast iron pan that is uh-huh. like, it's actually my main pan that we use. It's a uh-huh. big cast iron pan that's like almost hard to lift. Yeah. And, oh, yes. <laughs> um, I actually use it the most because it mm-hmm. is a great multi-purpose. Just from a culinary perspective, it's a great multi-purpose yeah. pan that can take high heat. It mm-hmm. um, can go in the oven. It can cook kids' pancakes really easily yeah. or fry up eggs or those kinds of things. And for those folks who struggle with cast iron, I'm committing here on this podcast to writing a post about how to take care of it because I've ruined a lot of cast iron pans, but this one I have not ruined and it's been pretty easy. So I'll share some of my tips, but um, it just, it also requires using more fat than you might normally use. And Mm -hmm. I think that's something people aren't used to is being like, okay, first of all, if you use good fats for the heat that you're using, they're not bad for you. Exactly. And second of all, you need to coat the pan and that's what they do in restaurants too, because otherwise even in nonstick things will stick. It's just the Mm -hmm. nature of the process, right? (laughs) Like food. So annoying. It sticks (laughs) when it's cooking and changing its chemical structures. It it Mm -hmm. tends to stick to the things it's cooking in. So um, I do think a one good cast iron pan, if nothing else, is like the place to start. And seriously, yeah. it lives on my stovetop. You'll see it in tons of me my too. videos. It's just there. And, yeah, <laughs> me too. And I mean, it was fifteen dollars. Yeah, yeah. So it's oh, not it's just like the lodge logic one. Yes. What yes. do you think about ceramic coated cast iron? So this shows up mostly as like people will recognize recognize it as like Le Creuset pans mm-hmm. mostly but you can you I've seen a lot of them like kind of knockoff ones out now. yeah how is that um I think that's just really something to avoid okay um because with some of them some of them I you know are good quality and good to use but some of them um you know we just don't know Mm. So okay. for me, if it's, I don't know, um, but I already know that cast iron is really good yeah. and easy to use, then I'm just not even going to mess with the stuff okay. that's questionable. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I like that. Like we, we don't know, so yeah. it's not necessarily good or bad, but you're going to stick with something that you feel more sure about. Yes. For mm-hmm. your family. Okay. Cool. So we talked about cookware. We talked mm-hmm. about, um, a little bit about skincare. We actually, on next week's episode, have someone from Beauty Counter talking about skincare, oh, cool. and I saw that's on your resource list. So mm-hmm. you have to do, if you're feeling like you want more, those of you listening, then you'll get more around skincare. <laughs> um, 
we talked about, we talked a little bit about cleaning products and just choosing cleaner ones. And I think your resource list is going to be a really good spot for folks to go. Here's a question I always have about cleaning products. It was like a running joke for those of us who worked at Whole Foods that cleaning products <laughs> were the one thing we wouldn't buy there because like we wanted something that worked. Yeah. So how do you get cleaning products that are both effective and clean? Because that's like, that's the balance I that I know every parent is like, oh my gosh, I have this super dirty toilet. Yeah. How do I actually get it clean? And cleaning is not my forte. So <laughs> <laughs> some of it's just skill. Yeah. Um, well, I think a lot of the clean factor goes back to the scents. Like we associate a certain scent, like bleach, for example, with, with being clean. Um, so I think kind of changing just your mindset around what is actually clean, Mm. um, you know, like what you, how you determine what is clean and what Mm. isn't, um, you know, that's another area that I really feel like has grown a lot too. That was one of my worries when, when I first switched my cleaning products, like, man, I'm going to have to scrub this bathtub for like two hours (laughs) to get it clean because I'm not using the chemical easy wipe off stuff anymore. Um, but you know, I've found several cleaning products that work just as well as the chemical filled conventional cleaning products. And I just think there are, there's more and more and more coming available that are, um, equivalent Mm -hmm. as far as how well they clean. Yeah. Um, but they're, cleaner, they're safer yeah. products. You know, um, what's, you know, what's interesting. You talked about like redefining what clean is for you. And again, cleaning is not my forte, <laughs> but I, I like a clean kitchen cause it's where mm-hmm. I spend a lot of my time and yeah. we got our cabinets refinished and it's a whole long story, but I <laughs> emailed them and was like, how do I clean these cabinets thinking I needed some like magical cleaner. And they were like, the best thing you can use to clean the cabinets for like the safety of the finish of the cabinets is water and yeah. a little bit of soap if you need it. Like literally just take soap and water. And I was like, oh, yeah. that's so much less. I thought they were going to like give me this magical <laughs> thing. And it turns out it's just like some elbow grease <laughs> and soap and water. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay, I can do that. And I mm-hmm. also, I have found personally that if I don't have like a cleaning product for every surface, if instead I like use one thing for multiple areas, then there's less choices to make about green cleaners or safer cleaners. It's like, okay, this is my go-to. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing. That's one thing I was going to say is I feel like, you know, with, with all of this, with all of these choices we can make, we do tend to make it more difficult Mm. than it needs to be. Um, I mean, really think about going to the grocery store. There is a whole aisle just for cleaning products or at least one whole side, you know, just for cleaning products. So the choices are endless, Um, but you don't need a tub and tile cleaner and a kitchen counter cleaner and a bathroom counter cleaner. Amen. (laughs) And, you know, you don't need all these separate things. Like I have a toilet bowl cleaner, I have tub and tile, and then I have like multi-surface and that is it. Yeah. Um, And I just use it throughout my whole home. And then just, you know, kind of some of it does take is trial and error, you know, like you're going to buy, yeah, you're going to buy a clean, safe product and, you know, you might not like something about it and that's totally fine. There are, don't just go with that one product and think that that represents all the safer products out there because there's definitely something out there 
that clings to your satisfaction, um, but that is not harmful. So, you know, just, and a lot of these companies actually offer sample, sample sizes. Mm. So you can buy a mini size um, and try it out. And then, you know, if you like it, buy the full size. So it's trial and error. Just remember fragrance, stay away from it. Yeah. (laughs) Because there's a very popular brand out there that a lot of people think is natural and clean, um, but it has fragrance as well as other chemicals listed on the ingredients. I think, I think I know, I I don't know which one you're talking about. I can think of a couple and I for sure have them in my house. So I'm just (laughs) as guilty of it, but you make me think about, you know, changing that. So I appreciate that. Like, you know, we're, we're, we all have our own starting points. Yes, definitely. Um, I was reading something, this is not related to detoxing, but I, there was like a meme on Facebook that said, just the fact that you are thinking about being a good parent (laughs) means that like you're already a good parent. And I think that's kind of true with all this health stuff too, right? Is like, Mm -hmm. it's so easy to get caught up in the minutia and the details and worrying about everything and like, oh, what I did yesterday. And that wasn't ideal. But the fact is that like the fact that you're here listening because you want to learn more about living a healthy mm-hmm. life means that you're already like doing the work to live a healthy life, right? Yeah. Like, you're already yeah. living a healthier life. So yeah. I just want yeah, to you're acknowledge way ahead. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. You're way ahead of millions of other people that this isn't even a thought that crosses their mind. Um, and a couple of things that I always like to share too, because again, I know that this can be overwhelming and I know that hearing all this <laughs> bad news coming from me can make you feel like I need to overhaul my whole mm-hmm. house and buy everything all at once right now, new. And please don't, because that will be overwhelming. That will be expensive. And, you know, that's something that I tried to do in the beginning because, you know, I wanted no toxins in my home. I wanted us to be as healthy and happy as possible. Um, but I got so overwhelmed that I gave every, like I couldn't keep up. I gave everything Mm. up and I went back to all my unhealthy habits because they were comfortable and I knew them. So, you know, I had to start back at square one. So I always like to share to pick something that is easy for you at this moment like one thing yeah, and focus on that for a little bit and feel really comfortable with that change and get really good at that and then move on to something else yes. um, because it's easier. It's less overwhelming and you're more apt to just make improvements that way and stay consistent with it. And, you know, know that every single toxic product that you're eliminating from your home is a humongous step in the right direction. Every chemical that you eliminate out of your home has a humongous impact on your health. So don't feel like you have to do all the things right away. And also don't feel like you have to be a hundred percent because that will drive you crazy. Like it can really become, you know, like an obsession, Mm -hmm. um, speaking from experience. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for saying that. I really appreciate that. And I know other folks are going to appreciate it as well because it can feel like a lot, just like yeah. the food can, right? Where you're like, oh no, I've been doing it all wrong and now I need <laughs> to do it all differently. And it's like yeah. every small step. And in fact, like taking slower, smaller, mm-hmm. more intentional steps is actually more likely to stick in the long run than being yes. like, I'm now vegan, gluten-free, um, paleo. 
And it's like, <laughs> okay, like you can maybe do that for a few days, but does that actually fit within the context of your life? And you have to like build those habits. And yeah. also some of it is just like making it your new normal, like we were talking yeah. about, right? Is like yeah. if changing out a pan is the first thing you can do and then you start using a cast iron pan more than you use your nonstick mm-hmm. pans that are still in your pantry or like yep. still in your cabinet maybe, then yeah. you've made a difference, yep. right? Yeah. Um, there's one thing we haven't touched on. And because okay. we have a lot of busy moms listening, I want to talk about female hygiene products. Okay. So you mentioned that at the beginning, like cleaning up your female hygiene routine. Like, why is this even something to be worried about? What is, what's the toxin load of what we're using currently? Most of us, myself included. Um, it's a lot, unfortunately. And, you know, so kind of it's, feminine care products are kind of um, like you can lump diapers and stuff kind of into the same Mm. category. Um, So, you know, if you're aware of what's in feminine care products, then you're aware of the dangers of diapers too, and maybe work to improve both. But so, I mean, that area of our body is especially like, you know, on the inside. So our skin's super absorbent. Yeah. Right. Everything we know, everything we put on our skin does start to absorb in, gets into our bloodstream eventually. Um, the parts of our body that are mucous membranes, like, you know, the inside of our mouth, the inside of our vagina, those are mucous membranes and they absorb whatever is, you know, whatever's touching them way, way faster than our regular skin. Mm. So, you know, we're putting pads or tampons, um, you know, near that area, near that super absorbent skin. And I mean, they contain like bleach and chlorine and um, they're made from cotton that is not organic. So then there's pesticides and herbicides. Mm. Um, I've always been especially skeeved out personally by like the scented tampons. Oh, yes. Horrible. Horrible. Where you're like, wow, beyond just like any toxin concerns because I didn't even know about that when I was first introduced <laughs> to them. I was more like, uh-huh. this is just weird. Like, yeah. <laughs> super weird. That's not yeah. normal. <laughs> yeah. It's not normal. It is not good and way worse than the regular unscented. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's not even just that. So I was curious one time, you know, I went in for my yearly, not yearly, but my women's visit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I looked at the lube that they have mm. in the doctor's office, and there were parabens. So, again, wow. this is something that's going to touch mucous membranes. It's something that my body's going to absorb. And, you know, I feel like parabens are, like, a lot of people know that those are really harmful. Yeah. But, you know, they knock our hormone hormones out of balance. Um, they're just really, really bad. Um you know, and that was in the doctor's office. So, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, just kind of the everyday, like, feminine care stuff. So you can buy organic, um, you know, pads and tampons. I'm actually planning on myself making the switch to one of those cups, like the Diva cup. I, I actually use one. At the risk of okay. sharing too much information, my husband listens to this podcast. You can stop listening, <laughs> honey. <laughs> I, I've been using the Diva Cup and some other, like, versions of it for some time now. I will tell you, on the downside, it's a little messy. On the upside, you can keep it in for a really long time. 
and it, um, you know, you waste way less, like there's a lot less waste created Mm -hmm. from it. And I will tell you that like, it took some experimentation with different brands and different sizes to find the one that was most comfortable for me. So if you've tried one kind of like what you were saying with cleaners, like don't judge all menstrual cups (laughs) by one, especially most of us have had kids. So (laughs) if Mm -hmm. you have had kids, like a different fit is necessary than other ones. And you can like read the box for all that, but try some different brands if one doesn't work for you. And the other thing that I found is on really heavy days, I can't get the right fit. So the idea is it sort of like fits in and almost like suctions. Mm -hmm. I can't get it to suction the right way on a really heavy day. So (laughs) on those days I'll use tampons and it sounds like I could make better choices around which ones I use (laughs) and then on lighter days the cup is a really good way to not have to change it so often Mm -hmm. and also you know reduce the toxic load so that's cool that I'll be curious what your findings are as you try them too because I know everyone's so different too our bodies are just different right they are but you know I've I've been talking to it's something that I'm a little nervous about so that's probably why you know, I haven't made that switch yet. Uh, what are you um, most nervous about as it relates to it? Let's get really personal. What sure. are you nervous about putting a cup in your vagina? I mean, I, <laughs> I guess the mess and like, what do you do yeah. when you're out in public? And that's, I don't know. That's a really good point. And that's <laughs> the other thing that I found is if it's going to be like a day where I'm out and about with my kids and I'm in the bathroom, like, yeah, you need a sink right near you. So okay. I like really try to make it so that I'm mostly changing it at home um, or that I'm not like out and about a ton. So to me, the people who are like all in on it and are like, this is the most amazing thing ever. Like they might not live the life that I live. I'm Uh with you. So I think kind of like what you were saying with everything else, like you can take a halfway approach where you're like, when when it makes sense for my life and I have the resources needed, namely a sink nearby, then I'll use this. And and when I'm not wearing white pants, I I don't wear it with white pants. Um, And then other times I can like use these better things also. So you can like do half and half. Sounds good. That, well, that makes you less nervous about the switch. It does. It does. I mean, everybody I've talked to that uses them um, just raves about them and loves them and is like, they're like, I'll never go back yeah. to not using them. So um, it's on, it's on my list. See, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I still have improvements to make too, and it's ever changing, ever growing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, nobody's perfect and definitely not a hundred percent, but Um, So kind of the same thing with diapers, you know, a lot of the diapers just have so many toxins and chemicals. Um, We tried cloth diapering for a very brief stint with my daughter um, and my husband was just like, no, not doing this. So, yeah, we had to um, use the disposable kind. But again, there are lots of better choices to make with those as well. Cool. Yeah. I really appreciate you sharing that you aren't perfect (laughs) at this either, because I think it's so important to hear other people's journeys. And that Mm -hmm. also, there's all these other things that are terrible for you, like stress and, you know, marital discord and all of these things that it's like, sometimes we get so hyper-focused on the thing, the like controlling our food or controlling Mm -hmm. our toxins or, you know, I don't, I don't know what, like all the things 
that we forget that like our life is this holistic picture of all the different things and the things that drive us crazy and stress us out, even if they're better for us, aren't necessarily making us healthy in the long run. Yep. So I think that's the perfect transition to my last question for you, which is (laughs) if there is one thing that you could tell anyone listening to this podcast to do today to start reducing the toxic load on their family, what would it be? I mean, honestly, I think the first step is really being aware, you know, being aware of like your surroundings, what's in your home, um, because it can be a lot, but I do really think focusing on fragrance Mm, is a big one. Yeah. So, you know, and again, fragrance can be in a lot of things. So don't think that you have to get rid of everything in your home all at once that contains fragrance. Um, you know, I know money's an issue for some people too. So if it's a cleaning product, they like, let's use that for an example. Um, you know, I've had people tell me, but I already spent the money on it. I don't want to just throw it away. And I get that. So, you know, even if you finish using that and then switch, um, you know, that's an improvement too. So, right. It's also like that balancing, like it's also Mm -hmm. not great for the environment for us to just like willy nilly throw away a bunch of things that didn't get utilized and now they can't be recycled and we shouldn't pour them down the drain. And it's like, you know, I'm saying all this really quickly because it is this like snowball. So yes. yeah, Yeah. Finish it, use it in maybe not your kid's bathroom where they're going to like touch the toilet and then touch their hands. And, yeah. And then when you're done, you can make a different choice, right? So yeah, exactly. thank you. I, I love that. So <laughs> Bray, I know that people will have questions as a result of this and want to know more. So we're going to link to your resources page so that they can see some of your favorite things. But mm-hmm. where can folks find you to learn more from you about the choices that they're making about the toxins they bring into their homes? Sure. Um, so my website is hippydippymom.com. Um, and that's, I'm also on, you know, Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest. <laughs> so, all the places, um, as I like to say. All the places, yes. So, I mean, they can find me um, on all those, and I would love to hear from anyone. I'm here to answer questions. Um, so I'm available by messages and um, email as well. Cool. Yeah, I'm looking at your website. The resources list is going to be really helpful to those of you making a change. But there's also some cool articles around like eight easy ways to detox your bathroom, Mm -hmm. five easy and inexpensive ways to reduce your plastic use. So what's cool is if people pick like the one thing they want to start with, it seems like you have a lot of different ways that they can dig in Mm -hmm. and start focusing on that one thing instead of feeling like they need to do everything at once. Yeah, and I'm big on making things as easy as possible. So, <laughs> I I love that about you. I know that that's um, that's something that's big with our audience. So I appreciate <laughs> that. Do you mind if we finish up? We like to do a like this or that question. Can I? Okay. I'll ask you a series of questions, and you can just answer which whichever one you like better. Okay. Ready? Coffee or tea? <laughs> Coffee. Beer or wine? Uh. Probably beer. <laughs> <laughs> Salty or sweet? Sweet. Ice cream or cookies? Ooh. I want them together. <laughs> <laughs> I like you. Eat at home or in a restaurant? At home. Awesome. Well, Bree, <laughs> thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. This was eye-opening for me. I am sitting with the fact that I have some work to do. 
that I've done some good things, that yes. I have some work to do, and that I'm not going to try to do them all at once, which is good. advice that I really <laughs> appreciate from you. I'll definitely be checking out your resources. Folks can find those at averyfullplate.com slash 33, and they'll, you'll also find links to Bree's website and different social media channels, Hippie Dippy Mom, if you have more questions for her. I'm really excited because next week on episode 34 of the podcast, Emily is talking to her friend, Stephanie Cahill, who is a nurse and beauty counter rep. So she's going to be digging more into the idea of um, toxin-free skincare. So if you're Mm -hmm. leaving this episode thinking, I wish I could really know more (laughs) about that specific thing because I, you know, as you can see in the video, I put on my makeup every day and do all of those (laughs) things. So maybe that's also a place that people can start to detoxify mm-hmm. their lives and we'll be talking more about it next week. So Bree, awesome. thank you again. Thank you for listening and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening.